Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Everton are now in the relegation zone in the Premier League after just one win in their last 10 games. The manager, Frank Lampard, is under serious pressure. Now let's speak to Blue Room podcaster Peter McFarlane, who on a coach at the moment on the way to Old Trafford ahead of tonight's FA Cup match. Hello, Peter. Hi. Th- yeah, thanks for having me on. Are you sure you're heading in the right direction? I hope so. Well, well, we are. I'm not sure about the club. Well, yeah, no, I, I was wondering tonight for you if the right direction might be to do a U-turn. I, I, do, do you fancy yourselves tonight? Um, I, I think I think with any FA Cup game, you've got to you've got to cling on to some kind of hope. Uh, whether that whether that hope is is misguided tonight, uh, um, I'm not sure. But you know, I'd certainly I'd certainly hope that the, the players can somehow galvanise and, and put a, a performance like we did against Manchester City in tonight, rather than the performance against Brighton from the other night. Yeah, that was a shocker midweek. As far as tonight goes, Peter, there's a big Everton fan on our team, and he says, "I don't care about it. I just I just." I just want to, you know, want to survive. Um, I, I don't want them to waste a good performance tonight that they could maybe bring to their league form. Yeah, I think I can see that, that trailer thought. Obviously, the the priority has got to be the league. We've got to try and stay in the Premier League as, a, as an absolute priority. But having said that, any good performances and any any good, you know, um, any any good performances and wins can can breed confidence within the, within the side. So it, it's it's imperative that we. That we turn up tonight, and, and that we and that we can put a performance on for the supporters. How can you explain? And your manager can't, so so this is a big big ask. But how can you explain a point at Manchester City and then and then just crumbling to a, to frankly a team that had a few kids in it for against Brighton midweek? Well, I think one of the main issues we've got is that when when we sit back and defend, I think we can actually be quite organised. Certainly when we've got five at the back, we we, we look like a tighter unit. The issue we've got is when we're actually expected to go forward and attack, we're just so vulnerable on the counter-attack. Brighton, Brighton um, you know, they, they identified that very early on in the first half. Uh, they identified a weak point down our right-hand side and exploited it um, brilliantly. Uh, you know, take, take nothing away from Brighton. It wasn't just a bad performance from us. It was a fantastic performance from Brighton as well. And, and as I say, they, they were able, to, um, they were able to, to take advantage of those, of those weaknesses on our side. What's the mood on the bus Peter, with fans, are, are, are you are you surrounded by Lampard out fans? Are you surrounded by Mashiri out fans? The the owner, where, where, where do you all sit at the moment? 
I think, to be honest, I think that the, the main issue for, for, for us at the moment, um, I think Farhad Mishir, he needs to come out and, and make some kind of statements. Um, he needs to, he needs to, um, to listen to the supporters. And, and one of the main gripes for, for, for most Evertonians now and has been for a while is, is the, the running of the club from the top to bottom. Um, we've tried changing managers, we've tried throwing money at it, but at the end of the day, while you've still got the same people in charge making decisions at the club, nothing is going to change. Um, I think you saw it against, after the, you know, towards the end of the Brighton game, a lot of the fans were, were chanting to sack the board. Um, I think that's a message that a lot of Evertonians uh, would agree with. Problem is, um, don't, don't you, Peter, don't you have to be careful what you wish for? Because say he, he does walk away, who, who's to say who might come in next? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's even, even, you know, there's obviously talk about Mishiri potentially selling up anyway. I think what needs to happen in the immediate, in the, in the short term, is that we need a, a new direction in terms of leadership of the club, in terms of the boardroom. Farhad Mishiri hasn't been, hasn't been to Goodison Park since 2021. Um, I don't know how much say he actually has in that boardroom. Bill Kenwright is the chairman of Everton Football Club. He's, he's 77 years of age. I'm, I'm not going to get into a personal... You know, this is nothing personal against Bill Kenwright as a person, but he's 77 years of age, and surely at 77 years of age, he should be, you know, he should be retired now. Um, We need to have the best possible people running this football club, and I think, I think any any supporter, regardless of who you support, any any club up and down the country, the owners and uh, and the people in charge need to understand the football clubs are the beating heart of the community. They mean absolutely everything to, 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 to supporters. When you're when you're in charge of a club or whether you when you own a club, you take on the responsibility, and the responsibility of Everton Football Club goes back to 1878. It means the absolute world to every single Evertonian, yeah. um, and 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 I say that goes for any club up and down the country. And all we want is the best, is the best for our club. I get, I get that. It's a curious time for Everton, isn't it? Because you're building that new ground by the docks, which looks magnificent, kind of rising yeah. from the docks, and yet your futures. Uncertain. So, so on that side of it, are you pleased with what the board are doing, moving you to a brand new ground that's going to be state of the art? I think I think the new stadium is probably the, the one the one big positive um, since since Farmer come in. Um, what I would say is that we're we're a football club. We're not we're not a building firm. Uh, the, the, the first priority has got to be that we see we see success on the pitch, that we see stability on the pitch, that we see stability, uh, you know, in the manager's office that that the, that the managers are back. And that a clear plan is is put in place, and and you know that that's, that's shown to the supporters. When you look at like for example Newcastle, obviously they've got they've got all the money in the world, but I, I think it's I think it's it's lazy to just say that it's all about money for Newcastle at the moment. Um, comparatively, I don't think they've spent as much money as Everton did when when Mercedi first took over. What they have done is they've come in and they've they've completely stripped out the boardroom. They've got all the, all of their own people in. They've got people who understand what they're doing. And they yeah. have a clear, a clear vision of what they want to happen. Yeah, obviously, the worst for you, the worst that you can imagine at the moment, is being relegated. And my my yeah. team was involved with your team last year in a, in a relegation battle. We went down, but bearing in mind what's happened to Burnley, uh, uh, we've th- there's been a complete revolution at the club, and 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 we're having one of our best seasons that I can remember in fifty odd years of watching. It's not. Peter, you, you don't want to hear this, I guess, but going down for a club like Everton wouldn't be the end of the world. Would would can you see any you're not, not it's not something you'd want, but can you see a reset being useful if you did go down? I, I think one of the main differences between if Everton went down, Burnley went down would be simply the, the the wage bill. I don't know how Everton would, would financially recover given given the, the the large contracts that we've given to these players. We spent a lot of money on these players and we've given them very, very generous contracts. And I very much doubt that we've actually 
we've actually written anything into those contracts that, that sort of gets, about, gets us out right. of a mess if okay. we were to go down. So I think financially, I think it would it would actually cause us an issue. In terms of rebuilding, the support is always going to be there. We're always going to support that club, regardless of where we are. Just to end, Peter, because this conversation's in danger of being longer than the East Lanks Road that, you, that you're, currently, <laughs> you're currently on. Nearly there now. I know. I know. I, I, you might still be on at half time at this rate. You can commentate. But, but, <laughs> but just going forward then, it seems to me, if I was thinking of buying Everton, it's such a massive investment because you've got to get out all the deadwood that are there now. Then you've yeah. got to, then, you know, pay them off or whatever or sell them. Then you've got to buy loads of new players. At a lot of, it's a, you're looking for a big hitter, aren't you? Absolutely, um, absolutely, and, and that's why it's not as, as simple as sort of saying to Fab Machiri to sell up, because I don't think it would be a, a short, you know, it's not going to happen in the short term. The only short term change you can make is to change the boardroom and get a proper direction for the club. Um, I, if I was him, I'd, I'd be furious at the amount of my own personal money that have been wasted over the past five or six years, and I'd certainly be pointing the finger at the people in charge of that money. I'm not going to ask you the score tonight, but I will ask you: If you were Lampard, would you would you bring the changes in? Would you play a lot of kids, or would you would you put the first team out there and say go and go and get some form? I think a mix. I think I think it's vital that we don't get at, you know we, we we don't want to be leaving a slice on before and five nil. I think we need to we need to be solid. Um, I'd still like to see some of the younger players like Zavallis Sims. I'd like to see him given a run out. Um, it, it, it's, it's a tough one for Frank Lampard. I think he's on the hiding to nothing. Um, he's kind of a, almost like a lance of the slaughter tonight. I feel like. Um, I feel like if, if the board are going to make a change, I think they have already made that decision. Um, and I think that they just didn't, you know, wanted to give Lampard this one last go um, so that they can sort of show, you know, let him shoulder the blame if we were to get beat tonight. But um, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still hopeful. I wouldn't say confident, I'm hopeful, um, as I always am when I go to watch Everton. But yeah, we'll see. Well, enjoy the match tonight, whatever happens, Peter. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Blue Room podcaster Peter McFarlane. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.